Thank you for choosing to listen to our sermon podcast. My name is Chris Mitchell. I'm one of the pastors here at First Covenant Church of Anchorage. If you have any questions or prayer requests, feel free to stop by or send an email to office at anchoragefirstcovenant.com. God bless. Um, I only have a short message today because we only had the children's program and stuff. So, But before that... Um, I just want to say something. Before the, the service, uh, some of you guys were here. Um, there, there was a person at the church, and they were intoxicated. And, uh, you know, things were yelled out and thrown around a little bit. And the police did, did come. She left before uh, the police came. But, uh, yeah, I just feel really burdened for her. Um, so she knew some people here. Um, this is once a safe place for her. And, uh, you know, I don't know what's happened in her life or the road. I didn't, I didn't know her at all. But I, I just, there was just so much hurt there. Um, there was so much hurt. And, you know, some of the things that she was uh, yelling out um, kind of showed probably what some of that hurt was. And uh, and it broke my heart. Um, there's a lot of people like that, right? There's a lot of brokenness in this world. And, and you know, we were kind of like on the edge of downtown, and so we get that sometimes, right? Every once in a while, somebody will come in here and, and do some things, sometimes during the week, sometimes on Sunday morning. And uh, I'm always mindful that there's a reason why they come here. And... Uh, I want to continue to be a safe place for people. Um, you know, despite the uncomfort uncomfortableness in the moment, um, sure there's times and you know we gotta set boundaries and stuff. Like obviously we don't want somebody throwing stuff and you know, yelling curses, you know, with around all of our children and things like that. But uh, but we can still be loving, we can still be hospitable, we can still welcome them back. So uh, let's just take a moment and pray for our community and to, to pray specifically for uh, this, uh, this young lady, but um, others that are hurting as well. Holy Father, Lord, we know you love your children. And, uh, and that's, that's the reason why we're here, God, is to celebrate your love, to worship you, because you loved us, that you save us, that you rescue us, God. And we know that there are people that are hurt. There are people in our communities. There are people in our families. There are friends. There are neighbors, Lord. And Lord, I do lift them to you. Lord, I do pray for some comfort. Lord, I pray, pray for some help, some practical Help, Lord. I pray for, for places to sober up. I pray for caregivers to help them. Lord, I, I pray for, for family members sometimes, Lord, that bear the brunt of, uh, of their excess. And Lord, I do pray for the little seeds that you've dropped into their lives, Lord, to take root and to grow. Because we know 
that you welcome all. All who come to you, uh, no matter where they are, no matter what they've done, they belong to you. In Christ's name, amen. about uh, King David for a little bit. Um, king David had this unusual path to his kingship. He wasn't born a king. He was the eighth child in his family. Um, he wasn't the oldest or the strongest. And when the prophet Samuel, when he was trying to pick the next king of Israel, um, and he was told that it was going to be one of Jesse's sons, um, you know, all, all, the, all the sons lined up, but David wasn't invited. They had to send for him. And then even after he was anointed as king, it took years for him to um, secure the throne. You know, first he had to avoid King Saul, who was threatened by David's anointing. And then, even after Saul died, initially, only his tribe, the tribe of Judah, um, viewed him as king. It took seven more years for David to unify Israel under his rule. And then he had to fight off the Philistines and establish his capitals. And it took him a long, long time to get settled. And eventually, he, he conquered his enemies, he ruled the land, and he lived, you know, in his royal palace. Uh, finally, finally, after all that time, he could live in peace. After all the military victories, um, it was time for him to secure his legacy as king, right? And usually, they, kings do that with, like, large public works, right? So if they're not, not fighting a war, then they build, like, you know, temples and, and monuments and stuff like that. That's what kings do. Um, you know, things that demonstrate how great they were and how well the nation was doing under their rule. But God had other plans. And so we're going to read today uh, 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 1 through 11. And then we're going to skip over through verse 16. And that's the uh, Old Testament lectionary text for today. After the king was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all his enemies around him, he said to Nathan the prophet, here I am, living in the house of cedar, while the ark of God remains in the tent. Nathan replied to the king, Whatever you have in mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. But that night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go, tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? I have not dwelt in a house from the day I brought the Israelites out of Egypt to this day. I have been moving place to place with a tent as my dwelling. Whenever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of the rulers whom I commanded to shepherd my people, Israel, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now then, tell David my servant, this is what the Lord Almighty says. I took you from the pasture, from the tending of the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people, Israel. I have been with you whenever, wherever you have gone. And I have cut off all your enemies from before you. Now I will make your name great, like the names of the greatest men on the earth. And I will provide a place for my people Israel, and will plant them so they can have a home of their own, and no longer be disturbed. Wicked people will not oppress them anymore, as they did in the beginning, and have done ever since the time I anointed leaders over my people Israel. I will also give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. And I'm going to skip over to 16. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. 
So David wanted to make God a home. But God doesn't want that. God didn't want that. And, and it seemed like God had, had several reasons why God didn't want David to make a temple. First, God never asked David for that. He didn't ask for a temple. Um, so he'd never asked any of the Israelites to make him a temple. God was always with his people in the tent of the tabernacle, right? Taking care of them. Right? God with his people. And actually we studied that a little bit earlier this year when we studied Exodus. And so now that they did have a place, you know, they wanted to make God a temple. But God's faithfulness had never been dependent on what Israel could do for them. Right? God never depended on what Israel could do. That's not why God loved them. God just loved his people. And just because God, just because now David, sorry, my mic keeps getting caught on my cuspuck there. Now that David was in a position to build his temple, God didn't want David to do it. Alright, the second reason. God loved David. God was with David all of David's life. God was the one that chose David to be a king. God kept him safe from his enemies. David did not need to build a temple to God to display the greatness of God. The fact that David was king, you know, an unlikely shepherd boy, the youngest son in his family, that God could raise up someone so lowly was proof of God's greatness. All right? David was the temple. He didn't need a temple. And then the third reason was that God was building a home for them. God was building a home. God loved Israel and was building a home for them. A place that would be theirs forever. A place where wickedness could not reach them. A place where there would be a peace. A place where their enemies would not harm them. A place where the line of David would reign forever. God was building a home. Right? It wasn't for David to build a temple. God was building God is building a house. And that's what we celebrate this Christmas. That's what we're celebrating this Christmas. That's what all of this is about. All of, all of the, the lights and the, the baby manger and all that. The fulfillment of that promise. The birth of a king from the line of David that will rule over the new heavens and new earth. The cornerstone of the true temple of the Lord. All right, come sit down, Roy. You do justice. All right. God didn't need a home. There isn't anything that you can do for God. Just like there was nothing that David could do for God. If God wanted a temple, God would build one. But God wants something more valuable. I want you. God wants you. Because God loves you. And he wants to build a place for himself inside your heart. God wants you. God loves you. Not because you can do anything for him. Not because you've always made good choices. Right? And always done the right thing. Not because of what you've done. Or what you've not done. Not because you're so put together and smart or beautiful or strong or wise. Not because of those attributes. But just who you are. A person lovingly made in God's image. Right? And that's all of us. All of us are made in the image of God. Okay? We are the temple. Right? We are the temple that God's building. 
are just the temple that the Spirit lives in. Church, let's pray. Holy Father God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your for your graciousness. Thank you for for loving us unconditionally, for forgiving us, for restoring us, and for making a home inside our hearts, Lord. Thank you for building your kingdom here in our midst where we can live with you in peace and safety from our enemies, from secure and never separated from you. In Christ's name, amen. All right, um, we have one more hymn.